welcome to Florida Foodie. I'm Lisa Bell. And I'm Candace Campos. Many people in the service industry have found themselves furloughed or laid off during the pandemic. Some spending months looking for a new job. And that was a story for today's guest. Yes, but that job loss ended up becoming a huge opportunity. So to tell us all about that, we are joined by Chef Francisco Cortez. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, we first heard about you on the news here on News 6, and you have such an incredible story. So first, tell us a little bit about your background, where you're from, and how you got into the restaurant cooking industry. Uh, I'm originally from Miami. Uh, I was raised over there, born in Panama. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the kitchen due to family. Uh, my mom, grandparents pulled me in there a lot. And then my godmother was huge in hospitality. And when she when I was 13, she pulled me into my first commercial kitchen job. And that was it. That was a done deal after that. You know, I just fell in love with it. That was it. <laughs> that was it for me. There is something about Hispanic families. I feel like everything revolves around the kitchen. I mean, I feel like it's the same thing with like Italians, for instance, that it's just, that's where, you know, life lessons are also, are also taught. It's all in the kitchen. Uh, tell us kind of what are the, the best memories you have of being in the kitchen growing up? Oh, best memories of that is a lot of time with my grandma. Mm -hmm. Making a lot of dishes with her, like traditional dishes that I do now, even for my meal prep and catering, because it just does not disappear. You know, uh, Sancocho de Pollo, this soup. I just have memories of Sundays, you know, my mom, my grandma making this giant pot of soup and all of us coming down and getting a bowl of soup with some rice. You know, those are really fond memories for me. And I try to just push it in the food that I make. So tell us what got you to where you are today. We uh, heard a little bit about your story on News 6 the other day, but uh, you know, you've been working in the restaurant industry. You recently, this spring, got a new job and tell us what happened. Uh, I finished my personal chef gig with a MLB player that I take care of in the off season. And I came over here, secured a job at a hotel, B Resort, seven days into my training, COVID struck, everything started closing down. I got furloughed. Even the chef had no idea what was going on because they were just laying the whole kitchen staff off. So that happened and it was just a shock because I didn't know what to do. You know, I just got here to Orlando. I wasn't well known in this area in the culinary world and it was just kind of a shock. So prior to that, you were in Atlanta working. Is that, is that where you were? Yes, I was the chef for the Braves for two years. So I was finishing up postseason. For the entire organization or just as a player or how did that work? Tell us, and how did you get that job? I mean, you know, for <laughs> someone who hasn't heard your story, how do you go from, you know, growing up in your family's kitchen to working for major league sports players? Uh, it was a lot of traveling around. You know, I've just been hungry since I was little in the culinary world. I realized, you know, I didn't want to waste any time. So I was just constantly moving around, constantly learning, constantly trying to grow. And when I was in Atlanta, uh, the year that I got the job, I was trying to find seasonal work so I can move down here to Orlando to be closer to family. And when I show up at my interview, we're talking, everything's going great. And he's like, oh, by the way, this is for the Atlanta Braves uh, chef position. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, do you watch baseball? I was like, no, not really. He's like, all right, great. So then uh, you're hired of my culinary experience and I didn't know the players too well so I wouldn't be all starstruck, starstruck. when I saw them yes so, so I, you worked for the whole team as a chef yeah yeah I was there and I took um 
we I cooked for the whole clubhouse. Also, some of uh, the news reporters that were there as well, the family. Uh, we took care of all that on a daily basis through the season. I have to feel like that's super intimidating. You know, Candace, right. like I, I don't cook for my neighbors. I rarely <laughs> will cook for my family because I'm just so intimidated at times in the kitchen. And so, you know, when you're around these celebrities, even though you don't watch baseball or hadn't watched baseball, was that intimidating for you? A hundred percent. But it helped that I didn't know some of the players. So I was like, I don't know who that guy is or that guy. Um, but I knew that they were professional athletes. So I was a little bit afraid my first day. And I still remember to this day, like one of my good friends now, I take care of him during the off season, Ender Enziarte, just comes in the kitchen. He's like, oh, I heard there's a new guy. And I was like, yeah, that's me. You know, I was quiet in the corner. And he's like, hey, I'm Ender Enziarte. Nice to meet you. Thank you for being with us. You know, and thank you for uh, all, all that you're going to do with the food. And that was it. Once he just broke the ice with that, I kind of felt comfortable with the guys and it was just cool. I mean, and so you're all about the hustle, right? So, you know, you move, you, you interview, you go to a, you know, an entire MLB team, you, you cook for them, and then you get here to Central Florida thinking this is the next best step for you. And then, like you were saying, seven days later, you lose your job. What was that reaction like? Did you just kind of like pick up the pieces and get going? Or did you have kind of that moment of like, now what? No, there was a little span of like, I don't know what to do next. Usually I always have my next steps planned out or I kind of know in which direction something will benefit me. But when that happened, I just had no clue. It was at least a couple of weeks that I was just, I didn't know what to do. Orlando was shut down. I was kind of in limbo. And it wasn't just Orlando. I mean, the whole world, the whole restaurant industry is mm -hmm. just closed. And so, yeah, I can't imagine how frightening that must be. Um, something that you certainly felt and experienced. But then a few weeks later, you get an amazing call. Your career rebounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty incredible. Uh, I was kind of deciding on what to do, you know, personal chef gigs and stuff. I was just going to build on that. And I just got a call from the chef that I was working with at the hotel. And he's like, hey, there's somebody looking for a meal prep chef for a uh, player for OKC. Do you have time? I was like, nothing but time. So <laughs> <laughs> send him my way. So tell us who that player is and you know how this came up about. Uh, Hammy Diallo, the shooting guard for OKC. Uh, uh -huh. The chef called me. Um, his agent was looking for a meal prep chef while he was there in the bubble. And he knew I had little free time. I knew what I was doing and they put me in contact with them and that was it. It just took off from there. Did you have to interview with him personally or I mean just you're just hired? No, I gave him six meals on me just so he can try everything, see how he likes it, you know. Regardless, I thought it would be a good break from the food that he did not like that he was receiving there in the meantime anyways. Yeah. It seems but. to be a reality <laughs> TV show, you know, like you're trying to work for the celebrities and you prepare six meals and then they pick the top chef. But yeah. <laughs> did you even know what he liked? I mean, did he give you like a list of like, I don't like yeah. broccoli or what if they're, you know, vegan or they're allergic to something right. or, you know, uh, they gave me kind of like a rough idea of what he enjoys eating. Okay. So then I try to do a couple things that were on that list and a couple things that I like to do myself that I know he might enjoy. And I was super nervous making this. This happened so quick. This was, we were talking one day. I was doing a personal chef gig at someone's house and the agent called me while I was there. Can you get his food ready for the next morning? I was like, 
oh wow it was like seven <laughs> o'clock at night grocery stores are getting ready to close i went i finished the meal and i just flew to the grocery store grabbed what i needed and i think i finished cooking at about one in the morning and can you just go because i feel like you know there is definitely a difference in quality so can you just go to like Publix and buy you know chicken or do you try to go to you know a real specialty spot to get all the ingredients you need oh, I'm super picky when it comes to product I try I actually spend a lot of time going from place to place looking mm -hmm. at different products Publix is included in there you know they have a lot of good products on certain things um, but no it isn't just like I'm gonna get everything at Publix so when I got out of there I was going to like three different stores yeah. And, and what was that one meal you, I bet, did you have like that one meal where you're like, this one is going to be the winner? Like, is there that go-to? Surprisingly with, uh, just like with the Braves players, that's the only reason I made this was uh, fried rice, hibachi style. Oh. I would spend, I would spend at least five, six hours a day with the Braves making to order hibachi rice. So I was like, I think I have this down packed, eyes closed, I could do this. So I gave him that. He loved that. And then one of them that surprised me, since keto is a big thing, I made him a keto burger, no carbs or anything, with some sweet potato mash and some broccoli. And apparently he hates sweet potatoes. Uh-oh. He ate that and he loved that dish. That was his favorite one out of everything I made. It even wow. beat the fried rice. <laughs> I was so okay. surprised. So yeah. in that list of stuff that he liked, what was on that list? And what did you uh, ultimately end up making in addition to that? Oh, he is all over the place with his taste buds, which is really cool for somebody his age. So his thing was, um, sorry, his thing was North Indian butter chicken, gyros. Mm. Uh, he liked, what else was it? I would make him different Asian dishes. I would do American dishes. He started really liking ropa vieja. Oh, yeah. And I would make which, him. Which is basically just old clothes, if you, if you translate that in Spanish. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And he liked it. The oldest clothes I could give him, he loved it, gave it to him every week. Yeah. He loved that. The gyros was a big thing. He was huge on gyros. And I actually did not know how to make gyro meat myself originally. I couldn't find it anywhere near here. I figured it out, put two and two together, made it from scratch, the whole gyro meat, the whole setup for him. And he loved it. And I would make it for him. So were you in the room when he tried all six dishes? Nope. To this day, I still haven't met him in person. Oh, wow. <laughs> no way. Spoke on the phone with him a couple times uh, and delivered his food to the bubble. Never met him in person. So is that what you're doing right now? Is that a full-time job or have you expanded even beyond that now? Oh, I've expanded, um, opened the company. So now we do catering around Orlando, the meal prep. We started doing um, like pop-up menus for example, for football Sunday this Sunday. We're doing a whole menu that people can order and we cater to them and all that drop off some food. All within the past few months. So you weren't kidding when you say you like the hustle. Yeah, yeah. I have no stop button. I have no chill. I just keep going. I just try to do new things, you know, try to keep pushing. So mm -hmm. go ahead, Candace. No, so I was going to ask you, so this new catering uh, company, this is, I feel like it's every, every time we talk about a business trying to kind of reinvent themselves, you're not trying to reinvent yourself. You're basically making something happen in the middle of a pandemic. So it's that whole kind of pivoting your mentality on this is what you came to Central Florida for. And now this is what you're, you're, you're going to be known for here at Central Florida. So give us an idea of what the catering is all about and the meal prep. Oh, yeah, it's 100% something out of nothing <laughs> coming over here. <laughs> 
But uh, we're just trying to cater to people over here, tailor meals to them, you know, not trying to restrict them just to one thing. Even when it comes to the catering menus, we do everything from Indian food to Chinese food, Latin food, American food, everything. So we're just trying to be kind of like a light through this whole pandemic. We're just trying to, you know, provide people with that comfort food. A lot of people are still afraid to go out to eat to restaurants with the pandemic around. So we're just trying to bring that kind of comfort, comforting feel to them at home. Are you delivering fully cooked meals to people or just kind of like boxes, like food boxes that you get from like Blue Apron where people then have to prepare it? Uh, it'll be prepared meals. You just got to heat it up and go. That'll be for the meal prep. And then for the catering, I actually do all the shopping prior, show up to the house, cook everything. And we have either three to six course dinners to a buffet setup that we've done, brunch setups for people. Wow. And, you know, I have to assume that catering is not doing well right now during the pandemic because people really aren't having large gatherings or get togethers or parties, but you're still getting quite a bit of business through that. Yeah, because um, we're actually specializing in small private gatherings, something more intimate. It actually makes it a lot easier to get to know the customer, be able to tailor menus to them, be able to execute it a little better. So we're, I think, to be honest, I think the largest we've had so far is 20. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to go anywhere past that, have giant gatherings or anything like that. Right. We want to keep it personal. I mean, and, I, and I'm also thinking that now that people aren't, they don't feel obligated to invite all these people because of, of COVID, they're probably spending more money on, on the quality of food and doing more courses. And so, you know, kind of what's been the feel lately with, with like, what are people into? Are people kind of just trying to gauge more towards like that comfort food, just because we all need some comfort in this 2020 year? <laughs> It's, it's a lot of the personal chef stuff, 100%. Like, uh, they like a lot of the courses. They want to feel like they're out at a fine establishment to go eat without the, you know, uh, what is it, the risk of catching COVID or anything like that. So that's been a lot of what I've had so far. A lot of people surprising people for birthdays, anniversaries, things like that. Yeah, that's nice. So mm -hmm. when you're in the NBA bubble, how do you get your food to, you know, the players? Oh, that was like a constant change. So originally it was, I go through like three rows of security and check-ins and then I meet with the liaison for OKC, give him the food and he takes it to Hammy. Then that changed to, I have to call concierge and they come out and pick it up. Then it changed to, I have to go, the final one is I have to go to the Waldorf by a cutoff time and deliver the food to one central location. And that guy delivers it to all four hotels that wow. people are staying in. So are you now meal prepping for other players? Um, not currently. It's, uh, it's always the possibility there. You know, yeah. um, Hammy, Hammy and OKC, they got eliminated, unfortunately. So that was my client in there, but there's always possibility. Someone's looking yeah. for another meal prep chef. And, and word of mouth is so strong, you know, yeah. whether, mm -hmm. so it looks like from at, whether it's MLB or NBA, it's, you know, it, it can, who knows, maybe NFL is next. I'm hoping so. I'm a huge Falcons fan, you know, Julio Jones, Matty Ice. They need a chef. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're supposed to pretend you, you don't know them, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, we don't that's know what them. gets you the job. Yeah. There you go. The um, guy in the jersey, you know him. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so when you were at the MLB, and you, were you just preparing food on game days or did you do like practices? What exactly, you know, how did that work? So my day consisted of getting in at eight in the morning, uh -huh. starting prep and all that stuff. Then we would do, uh, they'd all arrive about 11 o'clock to do their workouts. 
get them that food. Then we'd have batting practice food. Then we'd have posting food. So it was like three, four meals a day. And then we had uh, to order food for them. So we had a whole setup, kitchen wow. setup that whatever they wanted to eat, we'd make for them. And the I have to assume there are a lot of chefs who are working to prepare all that food. Uh, it was a team of three. It was oh, actually, wow. yeah, it? just a team of three. Three of us cooking for about a hundred people or so. That is a lot. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was, it was pretty simple. The guys made it easy. Yeah. I, and if you, so let's say I want to be an NBA player. What do I need to eat? Yeah. How much so do, I, do you actually prepare for breakfast? Do I start with carbs? Do I end with carbs? What, what's, the, what's the rule? Uh, it depends on the diet you're kind of going for. You know, okay. uh, Hammy was just getting his calories in. I think those NBA guys are like practicing all the time. So yeah. his was all about calories. I was giving him 14 meals a week. So he was eating like two nice size meals a day. Like, uh, I think the breakdown on the meal prep was like about a cup, cup and a half of protein. You're looking at a half a cup of veggies and then a half a cup of starch. So your main thing there is just the proteins. Full protein. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Any cookies? Is there a sweet tooth involved in that? No, surprisingly, there was no sweet tooth there. The sweet tooth was actually for the MLB thing. That's where it was. We would make cookies and they'd destroy it all day. Just <laughs> eating all these cookies. It was like, at least 50 cookies gone a day. Just disappeared. Uh, that's the difference between basketball and baseball. Now we found, we, we learned. Well, see, basketball, you have to be, well, I don't know. I feel like basketball, you might have to be a little faster maybe, or maybe more endurance. You know, you're not running nonstop in baseball. That's true. Like you're just they, they have a little leeway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, so what were some of the meals that you would make for the Braves? I mean, was it just kind of like a buffet style or did these players want individual meals too? I was buffet style, but with the ability to order like anything from us. Uh -huh. uh, at first, when I first got there, they would order different sandwiches and all that. And then they all fell in love with fried rice for some reason. And that was like, we had the buffet set up throughout the day. And then we just had fried rice just <laughs> being sold out of this kitchen all day. Let me get two fried rice, three fried rice, uh, Acuna, Ozzy, Ender were all big fried rice and like protein guys, you know, because they're trying to stay lean. Yeah. Now I want fried rice tonight. I know. Right. I know. We know what to text our husbands, Lisa. Yeah. We have fried rice. <laughs> right? Unfortunately, mine wouldn't turn out like yours, Frankie, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so, so where can people find your catering company? Because you're now based in Orlando and you're doing a lot of that here locally. Mm -hmm. uh, the commercial kitchen that I rented out is in Altamont Springs, mm -hmm. like Maitland area in between the two of them. Um, I do a lot of drop-offs for these uh, weekly menus that I'm coming up with. That's pickup. So they can come pick it up over here in like the Maitland location. Yeah. And then online, are you, I mean, Facebook or Instagram or how, are, how do people find you? Instagram. I have a uh, simple as one, two, three on IG there. And people usually just DM me or contact me there or my email, sa123meals uh -huh. at gmail.com. Yeah. And we have, have you, a site coming up soon. Have you, been seeing, have you been seeing an uptick? I mean, are you, is this something you can see yourself going further even once everything, let's just say 2021? <laughs> do you see, do <laughs> you see yourself going back to a regular kitchen? No, I see this being the full time now, you know, yeah. just progressing with this it's been doing pretty well and everything's been progressing so I think it'll be okay it'll be fine <laughs> yeah I mean and do you want to also pursue you know continuing to work for professional athletes like you know maybe go work for Mo Bamba or someone at the Orlando Magic and 100 percent 
100 percent. i know we sent them uh i actually partnered with uh, cura market so my company is partnered through them you know they offer healthy meals and whatnot and they help me get clientele so i know we sent a couple meals over to the agent for the orlando magic she loved everything so hopefully once everything levels off i get a call from aaron gordon or something hey wait i'm not supposed to know them who is this who yeah hockey did you say hockey So do you see yourself expanding any more than, than, than this? Where do, what's your kind of, you know, I know you just started, but what's like your five-year plan with this? Uh, restaurants. I want to take, I want to take on a couple restaurants, different concepts that I've been thinking about over the years. Um, coming from Atlanta, I realized a lot of restaurant groups over there take over. You have maybe like two, three main ones, you know, uh, Ford Fry and all these guys that are like a lot of different concepts. And I would like to do that here in Orlando. Since Orlando seems to be my end game, I'm going to set the roots here, everything. So that's going to be my end game. I want to do a restaurant group, a couple different concepts. Well, when you open your first restaurant or you're about to, you got to let us know and we'll definitely have you back. And we want right. to come visit one day. When this I was about to say, over. Yeah. the fried rice. Hopefully fried rice is on that menu. You guys it better be. <laughs> I'm looking at Instagram right now. I'm looking for this, this fried yeah. rice. We need something visual. And you, you got to name it after all these players. <laughs> Oh, that one's called the Game Ender because he was the original guy to oh. come up with it. So Ender and Tiarte approached me one day and he's like, hey, I'm kind of craving something. I was like, you show me a picture, I'll make it happen. I don't care what it is. So he went, shows me a picture of like Benihana fried rice. He's like, I want hibachi style. I was like, okay, done. And then he started eating it. Everybody saw it. They started eating it. So it's called the Game Ender after that. But only after the game. You can't have it before the game? No, he. that's an all day thing. That's... Oh. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner, that's where the energy comes. That's how you get all those plays, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm even looking, I mean, you're, you're listening to this on the podcast. You need to head over to Simple as one, two, three meals, Instagram. I mean, Lisa, look at this. Uh, this. Uh, it looks amazing. This rice and rice and chicken. It's a chicken paella. I mean, you yeah. can't beat it. You can't beat it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you so much for joining us and we wish you the absolute best. And uh, one day we definitely are going to have to try that game ender. (laughs) Sounds great. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Good luck. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Chef Francisco Cortez. You can find him on Instagram. Just search simple as one, two, three meals. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell as well. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. Candace Campos is on social media too. She's on Twitter. Just search at Candace News 6 and on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. On the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us there as well, and you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcasts.